0: welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Luke 22 and 24. And they began to argue among themselves as to who would be the greatest in the coming kingdom. Now, you know, when you're arguing about who's going to be the greatest in the coming kingdom, all that does is make you argue about who's the greatest now. Because that's what's going to decide Highs gonna go down in the next kingdom. So then they start looking at each other. No, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. Jesus looked at Peter and said, "Boy, you ain't the best." Before the clock crows twice, you're gonna def- uh, three times, you're gonna uh, deny me. But these guys, they, they the human, the, the human, their humanness caused them to begin to seek greatness. And back then, I'm sure it wasn't about being a bishop or anything. They just, you know. And, and how are you going to be right there next to Jesus and talk about this? Jesus, who washed your feet. And you walking around him trying to decide who's going to be the greatest. So, I don't know what it was that made him feel great back then. I know now it's being a bishop or being an apostle. That's greater. So, you go from bishop to apostle. And what's after apostle? Just... Just chief apostle. Oh, but well, I forgot all the other ones. Archbishop. Bishop that's arching to be bishop. <laughs> Amen. So, anyway, the disciples, back then, I don't know if it was bishop or what, was, what, what it was, but they thought they were it because they were with Jesus and they began to feel some kind of way about themselves because you know what? Have you thought about it, dude? No. We are with Jesus. That makes us better than everyone else. And Jesus had to say, hold on, young, youngsters. Let me set you straight. So 22 and 24, and they began to argue among themselves as to who would be the greatest in the coming kingdom. When Jesus talked about his new coming kingdom, the disciples started ranking themselves and appointing themselves for positions in it. Now, if you want to know, all you have to do is ask Jesus. They didn't ask Jesus because they didn't want to know. Jesus is right there. He told you about the kingdom. So who who knows the seats better than the king of the kingdom? Just say, well, Jesus, how how are we going to look when we get up there? They didn't want to ask him that. (laughs) They would rather just imagine, pure imagination of how great they might be because of the things that they had accomplished on earth this is very reflective of what many christians are doing today and we're not talking about bishops and apostles only ushers there's some folks sleep in their usher badge got it hand sewn on all of their clothes got the usher starter pack y'all see that that's funny I mean, that was your call from birth. You was born with peppermints in your purse. Yeah, ushered. I mean, just want to be over something so that they can have something to come to church for. Because it's not the word they're coming for. Amen. They're not coming for the word. They want, they they need a position. But this is very reflective of many Christians today. Proverbs 25 and 6 forth thyself in the presence of the king and stand not in the place of great men. Basically, don't be trying to be seen by a man. Get next to the king so he'll give you something. In other words, the Bible says, don't make your own way. Let God make your way. He who humbles himself, that's who God exalts. But he who exalts himself, God is going to abate. Many feel they are better than others and have and measure themselves by things they have achieved in this life or accolades that others have given them. Philippians three and eight. Yea, doubtless. This is Paul. Now, let me give you a little background information on Paul. Paul was like the smartest dude in the world. When God called Paul, Paul, I don't know what the equivalent would be in our time, but it would definitely be more than four doctorates. Paul was the the greatest of the Pharisees. I mean, Paul was the bomb. Okay? He didn't look like much. But Paul, when Jesus converted him, when the Lord converted him on the Damascus Road and knocked him off his horse and he went, God reduced this man to where he went to an unlearned man, Ananias. And God said, as smart as you are, all your accolades, all your degrees, everything, it's going to take an unlearned, uh, unlearned man that's never studied anything to lay hands on you and give you your sight back. That was a humbling experience for Paul. That's when Paul realized, well, dude, my accolades don't mean anything. And from that point on, Paul was humbled. Humbled so much so that he spent most of his time writing the word behind bars, in jail. So, Paul never complained about it, but he wrote continuously and wrote the word. And this is who God chose. But God chose the very smart dude. But this dude was so smart. He was smart in word and deed, but he was even smarter spiritually because he realized what he said in Philippians to the church of Philippi uh, Philippi 3 and 8. He said, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge Of Christ Jesus my Lord. So in other words, everything that I knew means nothing. So I can gain excellent knowledge of Jesus Christ. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. You hear this? And I do count them but dung. Y'all know what dung is. That's doo-doo. I count them but dookie. That I may win. Christ, I have to go back to 1980. I think that's the last time I heard that word. Back when they used to call the braids that. Remember that? The ookie braids. But black folk, well, we crazy. You going to call that? To go to the beautician? Yes, yeah, sir. You know what I won't now. <laughs> it's, just, it's just something wrong with that <laughs> but i do count them but dung that i may what win. win christ so here's paul saying i give up everything for the sake of christ that i may win christ he didn't say win others i gave up everything so that i may win others no don't say that no don't say that because now you there's there's, there's entitlement. No, you give up everything so you can win Christ and let Christ decide who you win. Right. Because without his spirit, you're not drawing anyone anyway. That's right. The seeking of titles. Elevation. That's the new word. Man, the church. I think they just look at the dictionary. No, thesaurus. Let's find a word that makes it sound better. You said, you know, they would say, well, he's going to be ordained a bishop. Oh, no, that ordained, that's played out. That was the 90s. 2000s, we need a word that just is greater, means that it's a greater accomplishment. Let's call it elevation. So now you're being elevated. The elevation. Y'all come to my elevation service. Well, if you really break down the word elevation, it means lift it up. I'm not coming to your lifted up service. (laughs) Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw me. Not you. They about to lift you up. I'm not going to be anywhere in the vicinity. Last time that happened, dude fell down and got eaten by worms. Now they're getting eaten by worms and yet living. Bible said they have dead men's bones. Elevation? Went to one service and man they had the dude on the stage? Boy, you'd have thought the Shah of Iran had walked. In. <laughs> I mean, everybody, no preacher, nobody. Everybody else was just meek and lowly. You wasn't allowed to even get near the stage. It's like next thing you see, they're gonna be sitting down and have two lions just sleep next to them. Just Yes. I'm not going to be in church where there's lions. (laughs) Seeking of titles and the elevation and superiority over others has caused our church to focus on the creature more than the creator. These distractions, listen, have led to what? The suppression of truth. They have to suppress truth to be elevated. Now think about it. If you're in a hierarchy and the chief of the hierarchy is corrupt, in order to be elevated in that hierarchy, you have to compromise. You have to either keep your mouth shut or you won't be elevated. Because in order for him to elevate you, you have to keep your mouth shut about what he's into. Can I preach in here? Yeah. First Corinthians four and one. So look at Apollos and me as what? Now this is the dude that wrote the Bible, Paul, and he calls himself a what? A mere servant of Christ who has been put in charge of what? Explaining. So this is my job. This is my job explaining God's secrets. My job is not to lord over you. My job is not to be better than you. All God called me to do was explain his secrets. That don't make me better than you. I'm explaining his secrets. And the thing nobody realizes is with me and anyone else, to explain his secrets, I have to learn them. Just like you. Gives it to me, shows it to me, I learn it. And then I teach it to you. And we all have learned it. So they didn't make me better. I'm a mere servant. Luke 22 and 25. Jesus told them in this world, the kings and great men order their people around. And yet they are called friends of the people. But Jesus is breaking this down. But among you, those who are the greatest should take the lowest rank and the leader should be like a servant. So in the world, you get bossed around, folks get positions, they demean you, the kings treat you like servants. He said, but in here, among you, the greatest should take the lowest rank and the leader should be like a servant. Powerful words. Normally, the master sits at the table and is served by his servants, but not here for I am your servant. Jesus, I am your servant. Important stuff. God is a God of order and he chooses those that he desires to lead. There are leaders in the body of Christ. Amen. There are leaders. Your pastor is your leader in the body of Christ. Amen. He's your leader. But we should never deem ourselves better than others because of what God has done for us. Because God could have chose any one of us and done it. Amen. So I can't look at myself as better than you because God picked me to do something. Because he's picked you to do something. And you know, and and a lot of the brothers in here tell me all the time. That's why so many men are here. That's why we have as many men as women, if not more men than women in here. It's because I treat these men like men. Don't I treat y'all like men? I treat the heroes like heroes. Because that's what they are in their home. They're a hero. So you know what I mean? Me uh, demeaning them so their wife will listen to me and not them. That's some foolishness. And I tell any woman in you better listen to your husband. Amen. But God is a God of what? God is a God of what? God is a God of what? God is not obligated to bless anything that's out of order. I learned that from you, Elder. That was great what you told me. But he's not. He's not, el- he's not obligated. If he didn't do it, if it's not in his order, he don't have to touch it. And you can't pray and make him do it either. God only blesses what's in order. God is a God of order and he chooses those he desires to lead. But we should never deem ourselves better than others. Philippians 2 and 3. Let nothing be done through strife. That means you trying to be something. Or vainglory, you trying to be seen. You telling everybody what you used to do and how you used to drive this and how you used to have this. Yes, see, I was a pastor of thousands and I had all kinds of members. I said, well, now you're a pastor of nothing. Sit down and shut up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I used to usher. I mean, when I put my arm out, the, the, the rows just move automatically. Chairs just get to scooting when I do. <laughs> get somewhere and sit down. You had your arm. You ain't ushering in here, doing it for vainglory. I never have to buy peppermints. I mean, that's just they just keep growing in my pocket, an unlimited supply. <laughs> That was funny in my head before I said it. <laughs> Just a unlimited. Let's get somewhere and sit out. <laughs> and a woman with the issue of peppermints. Just <laughs> never run out. I never run out. I never bought a peppermint ever. <laughs> but let. <laughs> Let nothing, be, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory so you can get some attention and somebody can see you. And it's so funny how they come to church, folk come to church and want to be seen. And want somebody to see them do something, but go home and won't do nothing for their wife. Won't you do something so she can see you? Amen. Pick up a flower out of somebody else's yard every now and then. You pass them daffodils every day. get one of them, Just get one. They won't mind. Leave a dollar. Get your wife. <laughs> or just get her something sometimes you're you looking for glory in here. Yeah, that's right. Do something for your woman. Yeah, right. Amen, Let her get her hair done. Yeah, right. You ain't not commanding that she do it herself to save some money. Every 90 every 90. Them ends need clipping, and she can't do it. She just can't get to the back. She can't see back that. Give her some money. Hey, man, how about looking like a porcupine up in here. It's like, dog, he hardcore, boy. She got a hardcore hero. Man, he's like a Navy SEAL hero. <laughs> <laughs> now to get her ends clip, Something but you don't want to do nothing for her but you want to do something for vainglory she is your glory yeah. <clears throat> amen why wouldn't I want my wife looking the bomb right. I wanted to carry this pearl I know it cost a bunch of money it's heavy and thick ain't no telling how much I paid for this <laughs> want her to carry it. she representing represent me. Amen. Why wouldn't I? That's why I have to come in here and do nothing to impress y'all. She's impressed. That's all that matters. But in lowliness of mind let each esteem other what? Better than themselves. Better than themselves. I said and I would talk to anyone in here. Because I see your problem just as important as you see it. It's important to you. It's important to me. And I'll take time with you. You know I will. Because it's important. I've been there. I understand. I know. I know. And when nobody's around and you get the feeling like you, it's you against the world and all of that. I get that. Amen. In the world, people get ordered around. However... The Bible is clear that in the kingdom, those that are chosen should be focused on what? Serving. Serving others. Second Timothy 2 and 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I could stay right here. The servant of the Lord must not strive. You know what that means? Get attention. Must not be working to try to... Get a position and somebody notice them and man and and just the servant of the Lord must not strive. But be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and what? Patient. Patient. See, because if God gives you anything, you don't ever have to show it because God knows where it is. He knows where he put all of his gifts. And when it's time for that gift to be utilized, you're going to come to somebody's mind and they're going to approach you and say, hey, bro. God spoke to me and said that you're able to do this or that or this, man. We need you. Can you help us out? But if you're walking around with your newspaper clippings back when you did something 20 years ago, that's striving. No, you don't strive. You don't strive. You're not going to make it at ABC striving. People come to me and tell me all the time, man, man, what's, what's up with that brother, man? Every time I'm around him, he's always talking about everything he's doing, his accomplishments. Yeah, I, I said, I always say, turn the hourglass over. Yeah, he won't be here long because yeah, right. he's not going to get what he's looking for that's right, because we're not about that. Right. So if he's looking to try to wedge himself in and ride the cocktail of the minister, and all, bruh, hourglass. Your time is limited. It just don't happen like that around here. God wants to use those that he wants to use and that aren't trying to strive and make a name for themselves. Even though Jesus possessed all power and was greatest among his followers. Now, we can call him greatest, can't we? He was greatest because he was God in the flesh. So, we can call him, this was God's only begotten son. Had the power of death, life, hell, the grave, everything. Had all power. That made him better. I'm sure the disciples wouldn't mind calling him better either. He served them. Even though he was greatest, possessed all power, he served them. He did not desire to be lifted up in the flesh, and he did not chase earthly titles and accolades. When they would come to him with the earthly title, when the devil came to him to tempt him to be lifted up, he said, get behind me. I don't want your kingdom devil. Philippians two and seven, but Jesus, he made himself of what? No reputation. reputation. Took upon himself the form of a what? And was made in the likeness of what? Man. Man. Luke 22, 28. You have remained true to me in my time of trial. This is him after Jesus rebuked him. And Jesus was wonderful about this. And this is what I'm trying to learn how to do. After he rebuked him straight up, rebuked him, he went to man, but you have remained true to me in my time of trial. So Just be a servant right now. Be a servant right now. Don't worry about what you're going to get in the kingdom. Because you remain true to me in my time of trial. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in that kingdom. This is where I'm going to put you. I'm going to put you right next to me in that kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes. Of Israel. Many of the leaders that desire great statuses in the earth have denied Jesus before men in order to be exalted. We must remain true to him through the tribulation of the end times to sit with him in his coming kingdom. Matthew 10 and 33, but whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my father, which is in heaven. How do you deny him? By saying he's not the only way. See, we hear this denying, we automatically think, Louis Farrakhan, he don't believe in Christ, he don't believe Christ is the Christ. No, denying him simply means that you don't believe he's the only way to God. That's what the Bible calls antichrist. We already had that lesson, amen? So if you deny him, he says, I'm going to deny you before my father. Seeking prominence in this life is pointless because this world is not our true home, And in order to gain notoriety in this world, requires us to please the world. The world has have to like you to give you something. You think if you preach against the world and the sin of the world, they're going to give you something? No. John 15 and 19. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world what? Those of us that deny ourselves in this life will sit high in the new coming kingdom. Matthew 10 and 32. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men. No matter what they're offering me. No matter what the consequences are. If they confess me before men. Him will I confess also before my father which is in heaven. And that's what I want. Amen summary so many of our church leaders are focused on what they can achieve in this life they are preoccupied with titles and ruling positions in order to selfishly lord over congregations and appear great in the eyes of men this is the opposite of what Jesus taught his disciples if we are to be true followers of Christ then we must be willing to what deny ourselves and be looked upon as servants and not supreme beings Sure, we submit ourselves to leadership, but this does not give leadership the right to disrespect the authority that we all possess from God. We are all children of God. Just because a person is a leader does not mean that they dishonor or misuse their leadership to demean others. Jesus taught that being a true leader means becoming a servant of those that you lead. The desire to be great and lifted up in this life did not come from God, but rather it came from the devil. When Satan offered Jesus Christ earthly fame and prestige in exchange for worship, Christ rejected his proposition. And this should be our same response to the devil. If we focus on the return of Christ and the kingdom that is to come, we will not be overly concerned with being lifted up in our current state. Matthew 23 and 1, then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. And Jesus is being a little sarcastic when he says this. They sit in Moses' seat, meaning they're the bomb. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. I mean, they got everybody working hard and they sitting in the cut, not doing anything. That sound familiar? Hands don't touch anything. Matthew 23 and 5. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad. Their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garment, meaning they wear these big old fancy robes like the picture on the front page and the fish head hat and all of that. And love the uppermost rooms at the feast and the chief seats in the synagogue. That's that big barber chair sitting on the stage <laughs> that he can jack it up no matter how tall you are, he can get higher. Uh, And greetings in the market. They love greetings in the market. They love to be seen. They want people to recognize them. Hey brother, aren't you so and so? Yeah. (laughs) Yes I am. Yes I am. And to call them rabbi. Rabbi means you're a great teacher. They love that. Even when they're not. But be ye not called rabbi. For one is your master. Even Christ. And all ye are what? Brother. And call no man your what? Father. father on earth. He's not talking about your daddy. He's talking about your leader in the church. Don't you call him father? And then the Catholic Church said, you know what, we're gonna start calling him father. Why do they do that? Because they're antichrist. Anything Christ said, they do the opposite. So Christ said, don't call the leader in the church your father. Okay, we're going to start calling the leader in the church father. Because we're anti-Christ, so we do everything the opposite of what Christ said. Yeah, and now, in the Protestant church, African-American church, daddy. I'm sitting in the office sometime with some men and all the, 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 the young ladies and the young Daddy, hey, dad, hey, pop, hey, dad, hey, I'll be sitting there like, ooh. And the Bible said don't do that. For one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters. For one is your master. Even Christ. But he that is greatest among you. Shall be your what? Servant. Servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself. Shall be what? abased. And he that shall humble himself. Shall be what? Exalted. salted. Everyone stand to your feet. dot com